Welcome to Jen's Lore Corner, a podcast focused on the lore in the Diablo series of video games. You are listening to Jen's Lore Corner, episode number 11. This one is about King Kanai. King Kanai is an NPC, non-player character in Diablo 3. If you have ever taken one of your characters to obtain Kanai's cube, then you have seen Kanai's ghost appear and point at the cube. But who was King Kanai? There's plenty of lore about him in the Diablo 3 game, and some additional information about the inspiration for the character outside of the game. It's not entirely possible to put this in an exact chronology because of the way the character was introduced in the game, but I'll give it a try. It starts with Sesheron, which was the barbarian city, but to the barbarians, it was more than just a city. To them, it was a living symbol of united barbarian tribes. Its gates guarded the only path to Sanctuary's most precious treasure, which was the World Stone. The barbarians, who called themselves the Children of Bulkathos, were to defend the gates. Generations of barbarians guarded and defended those gates. They believed that the gates of Sesheron would never fall. The ruins of Sesheron were added to Diablo III in July of 2015. There was a time when Sesheron was a barbarian, bustling city. By the time the player character can access it, the city lies in ruins. What happened to this great city? Baal, the Lord of Destruction, sent an army of the Burning Hells to attack Sesheron. Baal is one of the three prime evils. The other two are Mephisto and Diablo. As such, Baal had a very large army of demons to unleash upon the barbarian city. He instructed them to tear the city apart. By the time you get to Sesheron as a player character, you can see that his minions did exactly that. For those that are unaware, the ruins of Sesheron can be found by opening the Act 3 Adventure Mode map. Players should talk to Zoltan Cool first. He is conveniently waiting for you in town for you to do his bidding. He's got a few things to say to the player character, uh, and he'll be standing there without Kanai's cube next to him, because this is before your character gets it. So uh, if you talk to Zoltan Cool in town, the first thing he says is, Yes, I live once more. I'm very hard to kill. And really, you did a sloppy job. But enough small talk. I need your help. By the time you reach this point in the game where you're playing in adventure mode, or if you started playing previous to 2015 and kept going through when this was introduced into the game, then you've already killed Zoltan Cool. You've probably killed him many times. You must have killed him when you went through story mode, because that's required in order to continue on in the game, and you probably killed him as part of a bounty once you reached adventure mode. Zoltan Cool has more things to say to the player before he sends the player character off to go pick up Kanai's cube for him. Zoltan Cool says, An artifact lies in the ruins of Sesheron, guarded by the spirit of a mighty warrior who will only grant it to the worthy. If you look at the text while you're playing this part of the game, worthy is in quotes. Clearly, Zoltan Cool 
disagrees with the definition of worthy that the spirit of the mighty warrior who's guarding the cube that he wants has. Zoltan Kuhl, of course, feels he's very worthy, but realizes others disagree. And he also has one more thing to say to the player character. Zoltan Kuhl says, I think you'll have a better chance of impressing this spirit than I. Aid me in this, and I'll use the artifact to help you. In addition, as the game goes on, Zoltan Kuhl has a couple of journals that tell the player a little bit about the history of Kanai's Cube, and also give you a good idea of what Zoltan Kuhl was thinking before he enlisted you, the player character, to go get the cube for him. The first one is called History of Kanai's Cube Part 1. It says, The cube was used by my Haradrim brothers in many of their most complex rituals. When its potential became clear, they began to fear its power, the fools. They hid it away, even from me, and created a less powerful implement, the Haradric cube, which they used for many years. So that's the first one. The second one, Zoltan Kuhl writes, I never stopped looking for Kanai's cube. Finally, I learned that they had entrusted it to a secret society of barbarians. The last of these, Kanai, died in Baal's invasion of Sesheron. His spirit guards it still, and he is unlikely to give it to me. But I know someone who can impress even the mighty Kanai. So once you get there, you can learn more about what happened when Bale's army invaded Sesheron through some of the journals that are found in barbarians' packs that are scattered throughout the ruins. The journals were written by an NPC barbarian named, I'm going to say, Skolar. It's S-K-U-L-A-R, and I've never heard it pronounced in-game at all, so I'm just going to go with Skolar the Barbarian. The player will eventually find Skolar in a cage. Free him, and he will accompany you as you find and free three other barbarians. He continues on to take you to other places in this area as well. There are several journals that Skolar has taken the time to write out and leave around in barbarian packs for whomever to find them. So Last of the Barbarians Part 1 says, Bale has invaded Sesheron but we will fight until we are no more. For we are all that stands between him and our sacred mountain, and I swear by the blood of Bulkathos, hell will pay dearly for each of our deaths. Part 2 says, Chief Elder Kanai was the best of us. He could have been the next immortal king. None of us have come close to bringing the tribes together since Warusk but Kanai could have been the one to change that with his indomitable spirit. Though as strong as three warriors, his true strength lay in his compassion. Part 3 says, We showed Baal and his army what it meant to fight true warriors, but when Kanai was killed, it froze the spirits of our bloodied ranks. That was when the battle was lost, for he was truly our king. Part 4 appears to take place a little bit after that. It's hard to tell exactly how long, but it's not written, you know, like, in the heat of the battle, at the very least. So, Skolar the Barbarian says, Dren, the last of our seers, prophesied the darkness would soon pass. He was wrong. Mount Ariat exploded and took our souls with it. Many of our dwindling number were lost that day to madness and worse. They are the unclean. 
And the last one is Last of the Barbarians, Part 5, and it says, The years wear on us all. Only a few still live, but we have made a good account of ourselves, killing all but the most vicious of the flesh-eaters, to think they were once our kin. As long as even one of them still lives, we are all shamed. Put this all together and you have a short story of the downfall of the children of Bolkathos. Their people were once united under a previous king named Warusk, but after that the various tribes became divided again. Chief Elder Kanai worked on reuniting the barbarian tribes. He was making good progress. Some believed Kanai would become the next immortal king. He was well-respected, as strong as three warriors, and very compassionate. Chief Elder Kanai was a good leader, and was considered to be the true king of the children of Bolkathos. King Kanai was killed in battle when Baal's army invaded. The result was devastation not only of Sesheron, but also of the barbarian people. They lost a beloved leader, along with many of their warriors. Even worse, they failed to protect the World Stone. Generations of barbarians believed that protecting the World Stone was their sacred duty. Those who lived through the battle with Baal's army were undoubtedly dealing with a lot of mental anguish over what happened. A seer predicted that this dark time was going to change. Perhaps this helped some barbarians to feel a little hopeful. That hope died when Mount Ariad exploded. Diablo Wiki has more information about Mount Ariat. There's a lot of details in there. The part that is the most relevant for the purpose of this podcast is this. The barbarians held that they were all tasked with defending Mount Ariat until death, at which point they were free to pass on. However, some bound their spirits to the mountain so they could serve the mountain well after their physical forms had perished. The barbarians buried their warriors upon the slopes of Ariat, and believed that those who were denied this would be doomed to have their spirits roam the land for eternity. So when Skolar wrote that Mount Ariat exploded, quote, and took our souls with it, he literally meant the souls of the barbarians who had been buried there. Baal's army killed their beloved king, many of their people, and prevented the dead from being free to pass on. They could not rest and had to wander the land forever. The ruins of Sesheron are a vivid symbol of the devastation that the barbarians felt after experiencing so much tragedy. So basically, when Baal attacked and King Kanai died, everything fell apart for the children of Bulkathos after that point. So back to the player's experience in this. As you continue your way as the player character through... Uh, the ruins of Sesheron, you'll find that Skolar the Barbarian accompanies you. Part of the reason he's doing this have to do with some quests in the area that aren't relevant to this particular podcast. He does stick around with the player character long enough for the player to find Kanai's cube, and as you may know if you've ever gone to get Kanai's cube before in the game, as soon as you get into that one room, there's a glowing cube on a little pedestal, and the spirit of Kanai is right there, pointing at it, making it very clear, this, this thing here, take it. And so you do. And of course, Sultan Cole shows up and has something to say, and from that point on, you can use Kanai's cube anytime you're in town. But that's not the end of the story with Kanai. In addition to going with you to obtain Kanai's cube, Skolar goes with you to the Immortal Throne. He tells the player, 
There was talk of Elder Kanai being the next immortal king. He was revered by barbarians everywhere, as you well know. Now, I was playing a barbarian character when I went through this part, so it's possible that that's something that Skolar says to player characters that are barbarians, assuming that, well, since you're a barbarian, you must know this as well. Or maybe Skolar assumes that you've picked up and read all of the journals he left laying around in barbarian packs for whomever would come across them and figures you already know part of this from those. I'm not sure, but in any case, that is what he says. So as you go through the throne room, you can see ghosts lining the sides of the hallways and lighting up around where the throne is at. These are the ghosts of the children of Bolkathos. They cannot pass on, so some decided to spend eternity honoring their beloved King Kanai. It's really touching if you know anything at all about what this character in the game is at this point, and it'll be more meaningful as, as I go on and explain a bit more in, in a second. So when you get to the throne itself, you can see that the body of King Kanai has been seated on the throne. He is wearing the armor that he wore when he died, and his weapon is next to him, kind of leaning against the arm of the throne. Skolar has a few more things to say. He says, We put Kanai on the throne after he died as a tribute to his greatness. I wonder what would have happened if he had lived. Bah, there is no point. So King Kanai is not just a legend within the lore of Diablo. He's also a tribute to a real person named Kevin Kanai Griffith. On July 28, 2015, a post about Kanai's cube was posted on the Diablo website, from the post, which was written by Nevalistus. Kevin Kanai Griffith was a beloved member of the Blizzard family and a longtime Diablo fan. He joined Blizzard as an artist on the World of Warcraft team in 2005, and his work can be seen in The Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, and Mist of Pandaria expansions as well as the World of Warcraft trading card game. As the Diablo 3 team came together, Kevin joined and made his mark on the original game, creating a plethora of diverse and moody environments that you're certain to recognize. Kevin continued producing gorgeous environments and Diablo holiday art throughout the launch and beyond the release of Reaper of Souls. Tragedy struck in February of 2012 when Kevin was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer known as aviolar soft part sarcoma, or ASPS. Kevin kept his spirits high throughout the grueling treatment process and continued to work on Diablo III as much as he was able, pioneering environmental features such as the weather and night-day cycles experienced in Adventure Mode. Though he fought valiantly, we lost our co-worker and dear friend on October 17, 2014. His spirit and legacy will always live on in the many games he's touched, with his stunning art, as well as the hearts of every individual who had the honor of knowing him. And that's from the post on the Diablo website. Every March, there is a special event in Diablo 3 called Utter Calamity. Utter is U-D-D-E-R and Calamity is C-O-W-L-A-M-I-T-Y. It is a homage to Kevin Kanai Griffith. The event happens only in March, because that is the month that Kevin was born in. To start the event, players must be in adventure mode. You go to the Immortal Throne and head towards King Kanai's body. He will awaken, his spirit will leave his body, and open a red portal to Kanai's stomping grounds. King Kanai silently invites the player to join him. The goal is to kill every single infernal bovine on the map. 
King Kanai fights along with the player. So if you haven't gone through that event, you might want to do it now that you know more about who King Kanai was as a character in the game, as well as the inspiration for this character. It might mean more also to players who've done the event before without knowing any of the lore behind King Kanai. This brings us to the end of this episode of Jen's Lore Corner. Find more episodes on Book of Jen at bookofjen.net. <laughs>